The following podcast contains adult subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Here, let me drink something because my throat's about to explode for some reason. All those cocks. Probably. Holy crap, that's a lot of cocks. I have no idea what episode this is. I'm pretty sure it's Thinking Outside the Long Box with Juan Gabe and Doyle, who's still a bitch. Sometimes. Um, well, I mean, either Blood Machines or Vast of Night. Side note, we're recording, too. Oh, hey, everybody. Welcome to an episode of Thinking Outside the Long Box. It has a number, and I have no idea what number that is. (laughs) (laughs) Who are Uh, you? I'm Gabe. I'm I'm Doyle. No, you fucked it up. I'm Juan. God damn it, Doyle. (laughs) Goes, and then I goes, and then you goes, Juan. (laughs) Uh, Is that how it is? It might be how it is now that I think about it. it Now that I think about it. So damn you, Juan. You know what's crazy about the video that we're watching? And then I had an internal bitch moment, and then that was 10. And then it was me. Doyle, there's an empty space in between your skull. And the headphone, and it and it, bl- and it blends in with the background, but not the graphic background. It's it it makes your head look very obtuse. <laughs> it's like it, it's almost like you have like a partial halo. It's freaking hilarious. <laughs> Which is weird because you'd never be going to heaven. Probably not. <laughs> oh, you got way more quiet. <laughs> Probably not. Oh, there we go. Well, oh, we're, one? we're talking about blood machines today. Okay, yay! <laughs> Juan, tell us a little bit about Blood oh, Machines. Oh shit! I ch- I chose ah. it. I chose it and didn't even look it up. Uh, uh. <laughs> My fault. Was My this fault. your choice? This was Gabe's choice. No, no, no. I mean, this I just, I just, choice. I just chose it in in the fact that we're talking about it. Uh, you know what's weird is I don't think that this has a Wikipedia page. Uh, I don't think it does either, but it has an IMDb. Yes, so Uh, it's a 2019 movie. An artificial intelligence escapes her spaceship to turn into a female ghost and challenges two Blade Runners to a galactic chase. Directed by Seth Ickerman, written written by him and Paul Lafarge, and it stars Elisa Lasowski, Anders Heinrichsen, Christian Eriksson, and a few other people. So... This movie is fucking amazing. (laughs) Like, I cannot get over how much I like this movie. I watched it once by myself, and then I made my wife watch it with me, too, and it was awesome. And I've also watched it a third time now. So are we like, is this a movie? Because you said it was a three-part miniseries. So it is like a three-part miniseries, but it is like beginning, middle, and end. So it is a movie. It's just, I don't know. Doyle, you look like you're having a stroke. <laughs> I'm eating. <laughs> That's what that looks oh, like, huh? Your face is paused. That's why you look like you're having a stroke. <laughs> it's not paused on my end. You're good. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> it is on my end, and it looks super weird. <laughs> anyway, so so Seth Eicherman is largely a, a, a music video director. Yes, and, uh, and 100% tell. Yeah, he... He directed um, Carpenter Brute, who did the um, 
the soundtrack for the movie, he did his last or one of his more recent videos. And so that's how the two of them got connected. And effectively, they went on Kickstarter, funded this thing and made, you know, like an hour long miniseries slash movie, however you want to call it. Yeah, they made a thing. <laughs> it feels like an hour long music video with no music. That's what I well, said. There are musics. There's a ton of music. In it. There's like probably 30 minutes of no dialogue. I would say over the course of the whole thing. So the, so, the weird thing about oh, go ahead. No, I I was just gonna say. So Gabe kept calling it a movie. That was the the when you chose it, you were like movie, movie, movie. And so I looked it up as a movie, but I found the last twenty minutes of the three part miniseries, and it was there's almost no talking in that whole last part. It's just it's like a fucking music video. It's just music, and then crazy shits happening, and people are getting sucked into other people robot thingies. And I was like, is is this what I'm supposed to be watching? And he's like, no, 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 it's three parts. And I was like, well, fuck, I don't know what I just watched then. But I ended up watching the whole thing, but I was thoroughly confused for a minute. Well, honestly, the dialogue's not the selling point of this. <laughs> for sure, it's not. Like, it, So it, this is what's weird about this this movie, which I heard it was a movie, and then Shudder made the decision to break it up into three parts. I don't know if that's true or not. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, okay. I can hear you. Your face still um, just is a stroke victim face for me, but for other me. than that, I can hear okay. you. <laughs> uh, I think it's the Gabe's internets, but, but I think that it's... I don't even know how to say this. It is awesome, but it is also terrible. Like, the dialogue is terrible. The stuff that happens is cool as fuck. And then there's some, like, really cool, like, themes, like the spaceship being, like, alive and, like, the fucking laser weapon that, like, leaves a laser hanging in the air for, like, a minute. There's, like, lots of, like, really cool ideas. And then, like, the way that it's filmed like i guess the special effects are like totally i would say like pretty revolutionary as far as like the way you could shoot a sci-fi movie i've never really seen a movie done like that before but i mean if i was grading it on a film scale like the acting is not good and the dialogue is not good but like you won't be bored while you're watching it it's fucking crazy as shit (laughs) so having talked to uh uh, the lead male actor, uh, Anders uh, Heinrichsen, which he says totally different than me, by the way. And it's freaking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that um, interview is coming soon. Or maybe nice. it's already out by the time this is out. I don't know, actually. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but uh, talking with him. <laughs> so Seth future, I- past future. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Eicherman is French uh, and he doesn't speak English. Uh, Anders is Dutch and doesn't speak French. He only speaks, you know, Dutch and English. I think he didn't say he spoke other languages, but he doesn't know French. So part of that is in his interview, he talks about, uh, he talked about how there were like moments of miscommunication where he wasn't exactly sure what the director wanted because they literally <laughs> couldn't talk to each other. Like there was, you know, there was a breakdown of communication and it's, it's interesting that they managed to get something this, I mean like this 
intense. Like his acting's not amazing and like the dialogue you're right is kind of weird and like it it seems forced in a lot of moments but in some ways it almost fits because it's like a modern b film where the acting doesn't have to be great because that's certainly not why you showed up to watch that particular movie right it it is fucking visually one of the coolest fucking things i've ever seen like the only thing that I think really comes close is like as far as the use of digital effects is some of the stuff that Robert Rodriguez has managed to do in some of his kids films. It seems like it's done in a very similar way. And I I think it's fascinating to see that fantastical world created to such an extent that that it doesn't seem out of place because fucking everything looks like that and that's that's a pretty cool way to do it and it is good i thought you were just gonna stop for a second but oh yeah no you're good man i was gonna say can you imagine how impractical that weapon like if it was a battlefield of that like how we have wars today how the weapon hangs in midair after you shoot it (laughs) yeah (laughs) how utterly impractical that would be like everybody would fire then nobody could move for like five seconds (laughs) (laughs) everybody fire again everybody's fucking frozen that's peace time bro that's when you talk (laughs) peace (laughs) i love i love the way it looks and sounds and like the way it harnesses to his back all those weird little touches in the movie fucking made me geek out so hard on this on this movie i i there's a fucking heart right. stimulator on the ship. I mean, like, yeah, the movie is <laughs> the movie is definitely like very. I mean, it's bizarre, but it's cool. Like all the different ways that they interact with the sci-fi genre. To to me, to visual. me, to me, it came off like a music video producer had too much money, and and that's why you kind of got these weird fantastical set scenes like it didn't feel like a movie or a tv show to me and the introduction of the of the movie like or of the music it really i think the music is really what kept me going because going in watching the very end first and not knowing at all what was going on you know and i don't even know if i know much more of what was going on after i watched the first two episodes either but you definitely don't <laughs> but <laughs> like go, going into the last one it was mostly music and crazy sci-fi like set pieces or graphics or however you want to say it but it just it felt like a music director had just too much money and he played with a shit ton of stuff it was it, it visually it was a cool thing to watch I just wasn't sure if if that's what I was watching. If that's why I was watching this thing was because of the music and the way it looked. I I didn't know if I was watching a movie or or kind of what your draw was to it originally. Yeah, I definitely think um, I definitely think he, he probably should have hired better writers and maybe casting decisions were not that the actors aren't cool. It's just probably be getting a more cohesive film if you casted people you could communicate with but so i think <laughs> overall, and i, I think a big a part like of that i think a big part of that too though is there they don't have they he has a big budget when compared to like a music video but this movie was made for next to nothing like yeah as far as movies go, I, I, which I feel like he didn't I, I feel like he made exactly what he wanted to make i i feel like if if he would have 
if he would have had, you know, riders and all that kind of stuff, it probably would have been something different um, than what he intended. I, I honestly think this was what he wanted. Like the music takes a big forefront and the visuals take a big forefront. And I think that's really what, cause all of a sudden a ship and a lady sprouts out of a ship. Like I didn't, I hundred percent didn't understand what the frick was going on. But <laughs> oh, it's so funny. In my interview with Anders, I said that you were going to say that exact <laughs> sentence. <laughs> the ship is alive, bro. He's killing the ship. No, I, and I, 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 I get that. I just didn't understand why the the like replica human lady and why everybody was topless when they were like it was just it's weird like there have been many times where ships are sentient and you try to kill the ship but like random humanoid beings don't pop out of those ships like that's a weird thing it's because the 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 other AIs did the ritual like they have to do like this magic ritual to make her come out of the ship right I think there was a first viewing, and then in the feedback cards it said needs more titties, and he was like, "Agreed." <laughs> <laughs> and then he reshot it. I think he made what he wanted to make, though. I honestly think I, it probably came out that. exactly like, like he wanted. Like looking at the other stuff that he's made, like the the music videos and some of the commercials and shit, like genuinely. This is, I feel the same as Juan. I feel like this is exactly what he wanted to make. Like the dialogue and the plot was effectively just a loose, like placeholder to make that visual of a movie. And I can't fault it for that. Like it doesn't bother me that the acting's bad because I could get high and watch this movie every fucking night. Like it is that cool to me. And it's not that long. It's like an hour long. So it's just, uh, it's just like an hour long. I don't even know. I don't even know. Like, because I'm not grading it like I would a film. So I don't even know if I would say that the acting is bad because that's not the focus. That's not what you're supposed to be relying on, I think, in watching this. And so it was something that I didn't even really mind. Like, it didn't take me out of the film. I just I wasn't sure what I was watching, especially because I watched the last part first. And it threw me for a loop. (laughs) I still think it has to be great on the curve in which it's presented. So it's like, I, I agree 100% that it's just a mind fuck and I can watch it multiple times. Absolutely. It's the same reason I watch transformers you still there. I, I agree with what Gabe said as far as that goes, but it's presented as a film. And so I got to kind of take it like a film and like it has its negative, it has its negatives, but as like a coming of age project or like a, what is it? What would it be called? Like a debut kind of a thing. It's definitely very well done as far as like, I mean, if you take this and like look at like something like Clerks being like Kevin Smith's debut, like this swings really hard from his area of expertise, which is the visuals and the music, and then the other stuff is lacking. The same thing happened with Clerks, where it's swings really hard from the comedy and the dialogue, but the fucking visuals and camera work was lacking as fuck because it's <laughs> not his expertise. So from that, I think it's cool. It'll be interesting to see if like. He makes more stuff, and if that stuff evolves to include, like, you know, other important parts of film and uh, whatnot. But as far as this goes, like, it's fun to watch. Like, but I would, if it was like, if I was like, grading a movie on, like, its moviness, it 
it's not like it's very bad on that scale. <laughs> it's very, it is very much a stoner thing to do, I think. I feel like I needed to be watching this like on acid or something. Like that's how that's how it felt to me. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's okay. <laughs> I just assume one of your eight thousand cats was eating a wire somewhere. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I think my router's been overheating, like because maybe once or twice a day it'll just kick itself off and then come back on. It is so, hot as the apocalypse outside. It is hot as balls outside. It feels good right now. I've been outside for the past couple hours. It actually feels pretty nice. Uh, yeah, it's calmed down. But I mean, like, it was probably running all morning when it wasn't calmed down. Oh, yeah, it was hot today. Yeah, I have to walk right. in the office every day at 2. It's like the shittiest time of day. <laughs> right, just across blacktop. Everybody's fucking setting off the, like, heat alarm as we go in. <laughs> so you gotta, like, fucking wait for five minutes to see if you're good. Like, why are you 118 degrees? Those, <laughs> it, it, I know we're getting on a tangent, but it's fucking stupid that they're taking people's temperatures via a, a, a surface temperature thermometer. That makes no sense. That's not a very good indicator of whether you're so, fucking actually hot or not. We have, like, a cam- we do have that as a backup. We have, like, a camera that, like, takes your body heat. But it's the same thing as the surface yeah. temperature thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. It's not like it's not internal. <laughs> it's just so there's like what you need is just like a, a up the ass one, like a <laughs> rectal thermometer that just you just blows blows out the cornhole. You got up the line, drop your pants. You got to clean it every day, bro. They you hand it to them, they stick it in, you clean it, and you're good to go again. Yeah, like you get your own thermometer. Yes. yes. That's the next technology. Just like pops out of your neck. <laughs> like, like a turkey when a turkey's done. It's like a <laughs> fever. <laughs> you have corona. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, now oh, Doyle's frozen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks amazing, though. <laughs> I'm not frozen on my end. Neither are you guys. It's, it's funny because, Doyle, you're the only one that keeps, like, being herky-jerky. Like, Juan comes across fine, and you're like, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, final thoughts. So, we so we will have heard, or we already did hear, we spoke to Anders Heinrichsen, um, and we spoke to Natasha Cashman, right? Yes. Uh, so, the uh, we spoke to two, two of the actors in the movie. Um, I'm sure that they said great things about it, if I were to guess. Um, so, final thoughts? I mean, should we do we recommend this going out to, to people's eyes? So, so far, this is my favorite movie of the year. Like, period. Wow, that's weird. Yeah, I fucking absolutely love this movie. Like, it is super goddamn cool, and it is exactly the kind of thing I like to watch. So, yeah, fuck yeah, go watch it. Don't be a dipshit. Go watch it. <laughs> All right. Then. I kind of said my final thought that the game was gone. But to reiterate that same feeling, I think, again, as like a coming out project, it's very good. And his strong suit as far as like visuals and music goes. But like... <sighs> I can't throw all the weight games throw behind it. As like a film, I think it's pretty dodgy and not quite ready. But it's his coming out project as a film, so that's fine. Visually, I think it is awesome, though. Like, I think you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you like sci-fi or just cool-looking shit if you didn't watch it. Because it's very much all of that wrapped up in a bow. 
And if you were definitely on drugs, I'm sure it would enhance the, <laughs> the appeal. While you, it is, while, while it you is were like, gone, I said, I felt like I should be on acid while I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It feels like a DMT trip. Like you're just going, you're just cruising throughout the universe with this naked chick. <laughs> There's other naked chicks falling out of the sky. I'm hoping that this guy, uh, um, like I said, Gabe, you weren't here, but it's like it's similar to me, like how Kevin Smith made Clerks. It's like visually suck ass, but it was really funny because that's his, and the dialogue is really good because that's Kevin Smith's strong suit. So I'm hoping this guy keeps making shit, but evolves it to where he gets writers in and, you know, like a flow of the film that makes somewhat sense, (laughs) an introduction to his world to where we could see like really laid out, like better actual movies from him. I think would be pretty cool. I would love to see more movies that exist like in this universe. Like that'd be really cool to me, especially things especially things that like expand the story and tell you a little bit more about what's going on. Cause like in a weird way, it ties into the Carpenter brute video because the visual aesthetic is like super, super similar. And that seems to be taking place in like a similar kind of near future. So it it almost, you know, it's almost like he could take it and really run with it and make something pretty, pretty cool. Like, I think this is pretty special. Like it's something different for sure. It's a cool sci-fi world, like as far as what we've seen so far. It's very unique. It feels a lot like Dune, but like way trippier, obviously. <laughs> I think that's kind of what the new Dune is going to be like. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I hope it is. Because the new Dune is like, just like this, but it's Dune. Yeah. That'd be pretty rad. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that too. I just watch them back to back over and over again. Hopefully not four hours long. But <laughs> what what happened to Gabe? Well, long just story. Watch dude, he just sells stuff on Etsy and watches dude <laughs> over and over again. Oh yeah. man! So I'm gonna give this a thumbs less than half. Um, because it's not something I would have ever watched. It would have never been on my radar. It would have not been, it's, you know, so I know Tim has said before, we should probably not talk bad about things that we have actors on from. And I don't, I, you know, I can't, I can't do that. It's not who I am. You know, it's not it, it. Like Doyle said earlier, if we're grading it as a film, it's not that great of a film. You know, it, the 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 it is. I I I I'm looking at it from a different way because I didn't I didn't think it was a movie. Like it didn't come across that way to me. And I, it's not awful. I like the visuals. I thought the music was kick ass. You know, but you you usually you get that in a few scenes out of a movie, not the latter half of a whole movie. And so it kind of took me out, but it was cool. You know, I I probably will never watch it again. It's not something I'll put into my brain again. Um, but if, if we get more stuff from it and it starts to evolve, you know, I'd give it a chance for sure. Nice. Well, that's cool. Like, I'm glad. <laughs> I think it's important to be honest with it too, because it also, it's like things are good and bad to different people. Like right. it doesn't have to be good for everyone. Right. Like, not everything's everybody's cup of tea. You know what I mean? And that's, <laughs> I mean, and that's exactly, that's exactly it. Like, 
Juan gives it a muh. Doyle, you know, likes some of it, and I love it, and that's okay. You know, talking, getting the chance to talk to the actor, I think, really kind of made it super cool to me, too, because... I, I don't know. He was a he was really nice and funny, which I don't always get. <laughs> and just 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 in general, it was it was like a cool conversation and understanding like kind of the process behind like how this movie was made and like knowing, you know, kind of what parts were practical, what parts were digital and that sort of stuff was was really yeah. fascinating. Like it was really it was really neat to know. So so uh, that would have been interesting to hear and i mean will be because i'll listen to it eventually. <laughs> so the so the main thing that he told me is that the bridge that with the ai that entire set is a practical set which is really fucking cool that's to cool me. yeah, yeah like, i wouldn't have thought that yeah neither would i like i would have thought like the robot and their chairs and that's about it but that's what i assumed was true yeah yeah the rest of it looks very much like a computer generated scene What's cool is it's really a testament to his ability to make his world fairly seamless. Like, even though it's done with, like, digital and practical effects, he's used, like, the digital effects to merge those two things together in a way that makes them all look the same, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, visually, I don't think anyone could knock this movie. Like, it's very striking. Yeah. It's very well done. And, like like I said, it's... To me, it seems like a slide reel, like a slide reel of what he's good at. Yeah, it's, all, it's almost like he's selling himself, and the rest of the stuff was just like because it has to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it in there. You got a French guy who will do this for eighteen peanuts. Let's do it. You know what I mean? But uh, like I said, I hope that he makes more stuff with like you know, he's given some money to like pursue what he wants. Hopefully, like I said. Like Gabe said, in this world would be cool because I've enjoyed it so far. I enjoy the sci-fi world so far. Um, and yeah, I mean, topless chicks through space. It's not going it's not going to be a waste of time no matter what you do. <laughs> so I'm going to go back a little bit to what Doyle said, and it's something that I, I don't I don't want to blowjob our show. I don't I don't want to you know I don't want to be that guy, but. What I love about our I've I've been listening to a ton of podcasts and a ton of radio. I I don't I don't really listen to a ton of music, and I think I like more the dynamic of hosts who don't not like they don't ever agree with anything, but that they don't always have the same interests because it it's not the same. Like we don't always agree on everything because I feel like that would be boring as fuck. You know, there are plenty of things where we all, every three or four of us or whoever's on are like, yeah, we're going to suck this movie's dick, whatever, it was amazing. But there are things like this where I would have never, ever, fucking ever thought to put this in my brain because it would have never crossed my path unless Gabe had put it there. And there are things that Gabe does that to me, and I'm like, God, this was so amazing. And then there are things that I'm like, whatever, but it's cool. It's what makes us different, I think. You're wrong. It's amazing. No. <laughs> no, that's what I like, too. Like, Doyle, he he gets us to think about movies that I either haven't watched in forever, like when we, when we move on to the pop culture classic and talk about The Cell. Like, you know, he – you know, you bring you bring different things to the table when it comes to like television shows that I genuinely would never watch if you don't suggest them. And that's that's really cool because it like, 
yeah, I know I'm a curmudgeon. I know I like really shitting on stuff like before I've seen it, but I definitely have ended up really enjoying things that you guys have recommended that I didn't expect to enjoy. Like the first thing that comes to mind is Gotham. Like that show was cool as fuck. I thought it was going to be a piece of shit. And the whole time one was like, oh, it'll be cool. It'll be really cool. (laughs) And then it ended up being really cool. Like, (laughs) and then Tim makes us watch Outsider or some shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There are those moments. (laughs) There are a lot of Tim moments. I will say a lot of Tim moments. I think I've made you guys watch some stuff you really don't like. (laughs) I can't think of any, but probably. I mean, I'm sure. I, I can't think of anything that I was like, fuck, Gabe. This is awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only the only thing that I've felt like, oh, my fucking pull my brain out of my asshole was literally Outsider. Was that what it's called? I don't even know. No, out, Outlander. I don't even care what it's called. And then, uh, which I know is is, uh, is super well-loved, but Goldeneye. Rewatching Goldeneye, I was like, how the fuck is this? ever popular <laughs> I literally just wanted to start abusing my dog I'm like you get a punch dog because I got it Sean Connery uh, with no mean, shirt on you man mean gold, you mean Goldfinger not Goldeneye right oh yeah yeah. I, I'm <laughs> yeah. just thinking of the game again you don't give a fuck what it's called <laughs> yeah. oh, oh man those well, yeah. two things I was just like good son of a god <laughs> well on that eye poking note uh, let's go ahead and wrap up this episode. Be sure to check us out at TOTLB.com. You can find all of our social media contact information there. Uh, you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash TOTLB. Hi, Hannah. And then uh, er, uh, you can go to our YouTube channel. <laughs> Hannah distracted me. You can go to our YouTube channel, tinyurl.com slash TOTLBTube. And of course, you can give us a call on the Michael Kirk Memorial Hotline. I hear he loved midgets. I hear he's dead. 970-573-6148. Uh, until next time, I've... Time? Tyne? I, I didn't say that right. Until next time, I've been Gabe. You. I'm Doyle. I'm Juan. What do we do if he actually dies one day? We we keep the memorial hotline. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, guys, this week, he really died. (laughs) But without the smiles. On a very special episode of Thinking Outside the Long Box. Oh, I, I know how I'm announcing the next episode. Well, that's how we finish this episode. So goodbye, everybody. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Thinking Outside the Long Walks podcast. Join us on Facebook and Twitter to get behind-the-scenes information for exclusive content and to be notified when new episodes are available. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent or reflect those of the Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast, Baron Space Productions, its partners, or affiliates. The Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast is made available by its creators, Juan, John, and Gabe. The podcast is edited and produced by Juan, and Albie is the co-executive producer. The Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast is a barren space production. <laughs>